Welcome to Oyana, a teenager's journey to self-love. Our mission is to inspire, educate and empower, helping teenagers and parents to navigate through life and connect with their inner self. I'm your host, Carol Oakley, and thank you for tuning in. And uh, wow, the weather here in the UK is absolutely beautiful. I can honestly say that summer's here so let's hope it continues now I've said that now today I thought I would share with you an interview that I did on the wonder and well-being podcast hosted by the lovely Carla Magdalene I interviewed uh, Carla last year August and it was such an inspiring and beautiful conversation so I didn't have to I didn't have to think twice you know when she asked me to be a guest on her show so sit back and I hope you enjoy our conversation Welcome to the Wonder and Wellbeing Podcast. I'm your host, Carla Magdalene. And in today's episode, my guest was Carol Oakley. Carol is a fellow podcaster. She's the host of the Oyana podcast, which means youth or adolescence in Swahili. She has formed a community around her podcast for teenagers, young adults and parents who want to explore stories about transformation and self-discovery. She has a knack for finding awesome guests and is truly, truly passionate about helping parents and teachers. This was the episode with Carol Oakley. Hi, Carol. Welcome to Wonder and Wellbeing. Hello. Hi, Carla. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. And I'm so happy to finally have you here after so long. We've been trying to make it happen and I'm glad that you're here. Oh, I am so blessed to be here and so honoured. Thank you so much. I've been so excited about this day. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good, it's, a, it's meant to be. It's meant to be, you know, for us to be talking now. So I yeah. thank you for that. It is. And it's always nice to have a fellow podcaster. So I want to give you a chance to tell me what's been happening with your podcast. Tell me the story so far and where it's going. Well, well, as you know, I, I launched this back in uh, July and it's just been going from strength to strength. I'm just loving this journey. It's great. Just I love the connection of like connecting with other people, not just only here in the UK, but just all over the world. And the value that they've been given or bringing to the podcast has been, been incredible. Um, and I know that, you know, they're, they're giving value, but also my listeners are getting value from, you know, getting, getting from it. Um, and it's just been going from strength to strength. I've been getting an, an array of people from all walks of life, um, from the creative industries to um, like photographers, to uh, parent coaches, to even like young adults have been coming on, you know, because I've always been conscious. I don't just don't want adults on. I want obviously teens on or young adults. So I get a nice balance um, of um, feedback or, or value as well. And um, yeah, the listening, you know, the, the numbers are going up, you know, slowly but surely. And but for me, yes, I want to make an impact. But as long as I make an impact on one person, that's my thing. It doesn't have to be hundreds and hundreds of people. Yes, I'd love to get to that point at some point. But I just I just want to know that at least one person is getting value out there. And um, yeah, it's going brilliant. I'm loving it. I'm loving every every minute of it. 
Yeah, it's wonderful, Carol. I'm following you very closely. And I, I love what you said about your audience. We, you know, we talk about this, the audience is quality over quantity. Yeah. Um, and I love what you're doing so far. It's really, it's really got this energy, positive energy. In fact, you have it, you just radiate this positive energy. So I think whatever you're doing, just keep doing it. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I want to go back to just the story of behind why you started it. What made you go? Because you had a completely different career, didn't you, before? Tell me about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I was in the advertising industry for for many years, for over 25 years as a TV producer. And I loved that journey. I loved that path. I loved the creative side of it. I met some wonderful people. Um, But there was always a part of me that wanted to do, I guess, a little bit more, something more meaningful with my life. So in parallel, I used to do like mental um, creatives anyway, or, or young adults. And then towards the end of my career, about, I say, two years ago, I, um, I just thought, you know, I want to do something different with my life. And then obviously not um, COVID obviously struck and I thought, OK, what can I do um, some, which, I, which can bring value and um, impact to, to people's lives? And it just came to me, um, to be quite honest, Carla. I thought, you know, I love children. I love personal growth. I love um, kind of giving back and um, why not just point, you know, with all my skill set, why not join all the dots and see what I can come up with? And then I came up with this idea, I thought, you know what, let me create a platform for um, young adults and parents to come to, to learn and to grow and um, to, you know, to to get value out of it, a platform which in in a way I wish I had um, as a young, as a young, a young lady um, so that's where it all came came to is just yeah creating a platform where you know young adults could come to to, to listen to other people's stories because at the end of the day we've all got stories to tell and you know there's always value in in, in everyone's story and um, and that's what it is and that the, my platform is all about people sharing stories learning from each other and talking about sort of relatable topics um, that youths can relate to yeah, and I suppose now you must have worked with a lot of young people, as you said, you were doing it before in your previous career as well. What's the biggest yeah. challenges do you think young people are facing? Um, I think it's about, well, obviously with COVID and everything, I think it's social, I think it's got to do with connection, you know, because everyone's very isolated at the moment. And obviously they're using social media to um, to be their friend. And and I think it's very much the the social connection um, that's being affected at the moment um, and obviously things are obviously opening up and hopefully that will improve um, as time goes on but I think I think yeah it's very much about the social connection that's being affected at the moment I would say. Yeah and do you think podcasting in a way kind of helped you with your social connection because I, I find it's quite a good way to connect with lots of different people isn't it? Oh absolutely yeah I think that's what I was saying earlier is for me it was you know, it was a great way to connect with people all around the world and also knowing that I'm, I wasn't the only person connecting, there was other people connecting with, with my, you know, with my guests. Uh, and it, yeah, it was a, I think it's such a great platform for people to come together and to, yeah, to socialise. Yeah. What's it, when young people come to you, what's the most common type of advice you have to give them? Is it careers? Is it personal life? Is it... What is it? I think 
it's a bit of everything to be quite honest whatever they're going <laughs> going through at the, through at that time um i mean obviously now it's all about you know the future you know what's going on with their you know what's going to happen happen with their with their lives obviously because a lot of them feel that their lives have stopped because they haven't gone to school or they haven't seen their friends and i'm very much saying do you know what this is just a little chapter in your life right now it's not going to be like this forever you know so just try and make the most of the situation right now and just find the positives in it you know focus on the things that you can do and because you know that once you come out of that then you'll be in a good a good position or a strong position to use whatever you've done you know in a very positive way um, so that's the sort of advice I've been giving them um, while we've been sort of through this period um, but I think there's been a lot of concern where it's like all oh, my life has been you know been affected and what's going to happen to my life now um, a lot of sort of doom and gloom but it's just understandable I just well listen you know well it's fine it is very much a little um, chapter that you're going through and it will get better so don't want you know don't worry and you are in control so make sure that things are not in control of you just be in control of things that you can be in control of yeah what impacts have you seen on the mental health um over the last few months since you've been doing the podcast um to be quite honest a lot of the my guests that have come on have had a very positive outlook on on things which has been quite breathtaking you know it really has been breathtaking and they've all been using the time to do great things you know create little initiatives giving back um you know working on their personal development um so that's been wonderful and that's why it's been great to have them on because i know that their energy their positive energy will have an impact on any in any listeners who are feeling a little bit low within them within themselves but i think overall there are a percentage of young you know young adults that are seeing the positive side of things and, and just getting on with it yeah and what about parents because you do a lot of work with parents as well it's not just young people is it yeah i mean i think the home the whole <laughs> homeschooling was a little bit challenging for some <laughs> some parents because especially and obviously if they're working from home and they've got more than one child you know and I mean there's, there were so many barriers there you know in terms of the time in terms of technology you know just trying to spread yourself thin to give your energy to everyone else you know everyone wanting their own little space you know to do their little thing um so it, it's again I think it's trying to I was trying to sort of say to them listen just work trying to work effectively put together a little rotor system if anything saying listen I'm working in the kitchen today or I'm working in the living room today um my time has been between 11 and 12 and you know it's just working effectively and, and again it comes down to communication and making sure that everyone gets out of the house. I think that was one of the number one things for me as well, is just to go for walks and just take time out and don't be stuck in, you know, stuck indoors. You know, so just to re rebalance so that everyone can rebalance themselves. Yeah, definitely. That That's amazing. You mentioned so many things there, but that I remember when you first said about the space, I remember the first week of the lockdown, you reminded me of um, how, and it's funny because I was a teacher for years and years so there's this assumption that if you're a teacher you would have just slipped into a routine and known exactly what to do and you would have had all the resources but I remember turning my tv table into a workstation for my son 
and actually making the TV into a monitor so that I could have my space to do my work somewhere else. It was a nightmare because I was living in a small apartment in the Middle East. And it was just like, oh my goodness, how do you do this? So even a teacher transferring to working from home, and I'm sure there are hundreds of teachers out there, thousands that can tell similar stories of, we didn't even have spaces because we were accustomed to having our classrooms. And then we had to turn our sitting rooms or whatever rooms into classrooms for our students. And our kids got pushed. (laughs) Our own kids got pushed out of the way. So, yeah, you're absolutely right there. And um, yeah, but also I've been thinking about how um, our journeys, I love people's stories of journeys and and where they start and how they end up because they're all unique. And I'm just thinking about your childhood. And you mentioned earlier about what you wish you'd had someone like you when you were a child. But what about your childhood stands out um, or what memories do you have that may have led into you becoming a coach and becoming a mentor for children or teens and you and parents? Was there anything in particular? I think it's always been, I think I've always had that caring um, side to me. And I think it comes from my mum because my mum was always one of those, those women that always was there for her friends, you know, especially her older friends. She was always there kind of caring for them, helping them, you know, bring food around to them or, um, you know, visiting them in care homes. I had a elderly um, godfather um, who ended up going into a care home. So I was very, I always used to go and visit him every, every week. Um, and also I was like my mum's little helper, you know, she always used to take me to all the, like I was saying earlier, you know, to all of her friends who were unable to um, look after themselves. So I was always in that environment anyway. Um, and also um, I think my mum always kind of instilled in me to, you know, to not just look after for myself, to look after other people, you know, to really look after people um, those who are less able than you. So I think it was very much from, I got that foundation from my mum, definitely that kind of caring um, ability or or that caring quality. Um, And I think it's just come naturally to me. I think it's just part, I think it's just part of my DNA, I I think. But I think it's very, when I think back at it, I think it's very much comes back down to my, to my mum. I think she was my, was my role model in that, in that sense. Yeah. What was your school life like, Carol? Oh, I loved my school life. I loved it. I loved it. I loved I loved my primary school. I loved my secondary school. Um, I just had so much fun. I just had, I had a great group of friends. Um, there were three of us. Uh, we, were, they were called us, we were called the third degree. Um, the, the, yeah, the three degrees. I don't know if you remember the three degrees. <laughs> We were the three degrees because we had wet look at the time, so we all had <laughs> we all had perms. Uh, so we called three degrees, and I, I adore them. I love them dearly. Bless them. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I had such a great childhood. And despite you know, I was from a single parent. You know, cause my mum had five of us. My my dad ended up going to America, um, but that's another story in itself. My mum brought us up alone by herself. So that's another thing. You know, she. Growing up in that environment gave me the the strength as well to know that you know that I have to fend for myself, you know, and to give back also at the same time. So to see my mum, you know, go through her struggles as well, kind of also left a bit of a, an imprint in me 
as well and you know regardless of the struggles that she had she made sure that we didn't do without you know and I still had a great childhood regardless you know she really did so yeah it was a fantastic it was a, a, an amazing childhood yeah that's wonderful I like that I, I, I love when someone can reframe the narrative of single motherhood Mm. flip it into a positive. I'm wondering as well about your work because you do a lot of work with teenagers and with parents. Do you ever do work with teenage parents? No, no. But again, that's one of those, you know, groups I, I could, I'd love to, I'd love to work with. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Well, we'll look out for that because I think yeah. you'd be awesome. You'd be awesome at that. Um, how did you decide on your values for your podcast because you're very values driven and I know you're all about balance integrity and collaboration um, but w what made you decide on those core values and how does that guide what you do wow that's, a, that's interesting I think I've always lived by them that has just come naturally to me you know it's not just a thing that I thought out overnight that's how I've lived this I've lived, lived, lived these core values since I was at even from at school, I think, you know, and again, I think this comes down to my, comes down to my mum, you know, just, um, you know, she had very much those, those core values, but I've also added to them as well, obviously, as I've, as I've become an adult. Um, but I just think at the end of the day, you know, life is too short and I just think we're all here, we're all connected and, you know, I think it's just... I think all of those core values are makes us up as being, you know, human, you know, being human and loving each other and letting letting us all kind of I don't know I don't know, just kind of connect together and not and live a really wonderful life together I just don't see any negative I, should, I, I don't know that's what I'm trying to say here but I just think we're all connected and we shouldn't be we should be here on this planet to evolve and to learn and to grow with each other and that's why we're here yeah how do you keep your balance then what do you do what little tricks can you teach about keeping your balance keeping my balance well I love exercising I'm always, I always do something every day, even if it's five minutes or if it's 10 minutes, you know, I feel I need to, even if it, I go for a run, I go running, I trampoline, my son's got a trampoline. So I use, <laughs> so I do a bit of trampolining. Um, I meditate. I, um, I'm always doing something active. When I first get up in the morning, I, that's my thing, I, I meditate. I do my, um, my affirmations, I do a little journal, and then doing something physical is very important to me, you know, and again, this stems back, this is not a, you know, sometimes when I listen to all these kind of like gurus now and everything saying, oh, you've got to do this, you've got to do that, and I'm like, hey, I've been doing that since, you know, like 30, 40 years ago, you know, it's, uh, and it's great that they are teaching that, because there are people out there who need to hear that, but you know, from my own point of view, I've been living this for the last X amount since I was a, a child, you know, and I've continued along this path as well. Yeah, 
Uh, I think that's interesting what you said there about when we go when what about living living your actual values. Yeah. But I want to go back to what you said about when you were deciding what your values were. You just you knew what they were based on how you'd always lived your life. Yeah. That was interesting actually because quite often we try and pick values out the air, don't we, to live by when they're not when we already have our own. And I wonder why we do that. Mm. And I wonder what you've seen in your work as a coach about people's journey of finding their values or living by their values. Have you got any interesting insights that you've seen from that work? You're coaching and mentoring. Again, I think it all comes down to how they were brought up or how they were raised, um, and then I think a lot of a lot a lot of the time it's to do with their own personal development. You know, maybe they've had you know, some kind of challenge or some sort of negativity in their life. And they've realized they've had a light bulb moment, realizing that there's more to to their life or more to the situation they're in. And then they start, start going on their own personal journey and start learning about, you know, uh, themselves and start reading. And then they put their own, own little core values together. And I think it's all about their own personal journey, their own, and that's how their values are. Uh, come up yeah what would you say to parents uh, who struggle with um balancing because it's 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 an age-old thing and it's not just because of covid or you know it's not a 2021 thing it's that whole idea about balancing work um with parenting with values um what's your advice to parents of keeping or maintaining or even finding that balance if they've never been able to find it in the first place I think it's very much about um, time. Well, no, first of all, it's your why. You know, knowing what kind of relationship do you want with your child, you know. I think that's really important. Know your end. And then when you know what sort of child you want or what child, what kind of relationship you want, then obviously you need to think about, okay, I know what kind of relationship I want. What kind of core values do I need to help me along that journey and are those depending on what it is what are what could they be could they be integrity could it be honesty what are those core values that you want to to help you along that path and it's to do with a lot of soul searching really it's really asking yourself some really strong questions um, to help you to to navigate and once you know that then you can start implementing certain things within your life so when it comes to like the rebalancing, it's very much so, okay, I need to make sure that I have an hour a day to rebalance with myself, to be able to give to my to my young adult, because if I don't have this time, I'm not gonna be able to give myself wholly to that person. Yeah. Um, so it's being kind to yourself and knowing also yourself and your child, um, and knowing how your child, how your child is and making sure that whatever core values you come up with, you instill within your child as well. So that there's that balance in terms of core values, that they understand where you're coming from and what you expect, you kind of expect from them um, as well. But I think the rebalancing thing is very much about being kind to yourself and knowing that you can't give your, your you can't give you're 100% unless you're, you know, unless you're balanced within yourself and being kind to yourself. So yeah, just taking time out of the day um, and sticking to a framework and sticking to that time if possible 
and just knowing where you're you know knowing your young making sure that your young child knows the framework that you're trying to work within and try and stick within that as well you know because if something like if they say something that is not within your core values then you just need to remind them and say okay do you know what this is not this is not our one of the core values what do you think whatever you did would turn that around to make it within the core values that you know that we live by yeah yeah i like that and, and kids are even young kids five six seven years old they can get that kind of conversation yes it's probably easier with that age what about when they get older carol though because they get to that age where they're like you know what you can do with your core values stick them somewhere because i'm not yeah. <laughs> You know, or they'd be like, Mom, don't coach me. We hear this a lot from coaches said, don't coach yeah. me. I'm not one of your clients. How can we deal with them when they get to that challenging, you know, that challenging age or that challenging stage? Because it's more of a stage, isn't it, than an age. What tips have you got that can help with dealing with difficult teens or teens that maybe are dealing with stuff like mental health or addictions or any of those really serious things that we see going on? Um, any advice? I think the first thing is to to be honest with yourself and say sometimes you just don't have all the answers you know we are sometimes it's the first time that we're parenting a, a, a 14 year old it's telling say listen you know I, I remember I was reading something and someone I think it was another coach was saying you know every year I think it was Lisa Nichols actually she said that every year when it came to her son's birthday she would say to him now remember, let's say Tyrone for argument's sake. Remember Tyrone, this is the first time mummy is going to be parenting a 14-year-old. And then be the next year, remember it's, <laughs> it's the first time I'm going to be parenting a 15-year-old. Um, and I quite like that because again, it is your first time. You know, it really is our first time that we're parenting that young adult at that time in their life. And it's kind of turning it around saying, listen, come on, let's work together here because I, I, don't, I haven't got this experience. <laughs> I'm learning just as much as you are. So if you want this relationship to work, come on, let's work together. You know, it doesn't have to be hard. Let's just make this an easy ride because I'm sure you don't want an easy, I'm sure you want an easy ride as much as I do. So it's kind of, I think, approaching it in that way to, so to, to be vulnerable. Say, listen, I, I haven't got all the answers here. Yes. That's this is the, so true. Yeah. That humility, it goes a long way with kids. They really... Totally. Yeah. Exactly. And I think it's just being really open with your with your young, you know, your young, young adult to say, listen, I haven't got the... Let's, let's work this together. You know, let's work this relationship out together because we can both learn from each other. You know, we're all here to learn. We're all here to cultivate our growth you know i'm here to cultivate my growth you're here to here to cultivate your growth let's do it together because it will make things so much easier for you yeah and then they become a collaborator with you don't you exactly exactly and that will make them feel empowered as well you know yeah how important is that carol empowerment because i know in coaching that's a, a big thing and you focus a lot on that how important is empowerment and what is it you know for parents who may be or teachers or people who don't know what it is or are not quite sure what is empowerment and why is it important it's empowerment is enabling a person to come up with decisions themselves you know it's asking them the right questions so that they can come up with a decision themselves so they get come to that realization for themselves without 
any help, you know. As a coach, I ask the right questions depending on what, you know, what they're trying to achieve. And it is very much about them digging deep within themselves because we've all got the answer within ourselves, but sometimes we just need the right questions to be asked us to get to that right, to get to the right answer. Uh, so empowerment is about coming to that, coming to that, 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 that answer yourself without anyone else telling you what to do or telling you the, telling you the answer, knowing that you've got it in you to come up with the right decision yeah and the right choices yeah and knowing that you're whatever choices that you make you know obviously will have a, a bearing on the on the results or the consequences and i think again choices is very important is making the right choices being empowered but making sure that you're empowered to make the right choices within your life yeah what's your biggest challenge carol in life <laughs> Overall, parenting, growing up, but you know, there's always that thing that we've had to overcome. For me, it was teen parenthood. I was a teen mom, and it's and it's and it was only just the other day someone said to me, "Yeah, but Carly, you're not a teen mom anymore, so you don't need to be defined by that." My kids are actually in their twenties now, so yeah, <laughs> it a long time to get over it and to drop the label as well. But I wonder what was yours? What was your biggest challenge, and how did you overcome it? Oh my goodness, biggest challenge! Wow. I've had so many challenges, I'm trying to pick one. Um, I guess, you know, I think maybe being a parent to, because I've got, I'm, I'm a parent to five, but uh, four of them are my step, our stepchildren, one of my own. So I guess it was becoming a parent to um, a, new, a new family or a new family of children um, and making sure that because as a as a as a, a, a female or a, a person that goes into another family, you want everything to be great, don't you? You want everything to work well. You want everything, you know, everyone to love each other, want to be, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I had to, I had to really step back and say, listen, Carol, you have to. You would love that, but at the end of the day, every every child here has got their sensitivities here. There's they've got their, their own way of wanting things to work. So let them work it out themselves. Let them take it, take it, take time, take time. Let them come to you when they want to come to you. Let the situation kind of unfold in its own way without you forcing it. Um, so that was one of the biggest things I had to really realize that, you know what, I've got I've adopted this new family here and things are not going to be hunky-dory overnight. It will happen, have to happen in its own natural, um, natural time. And, and, and it's worked, you know, it's, it, it's fine. I had to, I had to respect that. It, I, had, had, I couldn't just respect my own feelings or what I wanted. I had to respect all the other, all the children's feelings as well. Yeah. What they wanted. Definitely. I think that's another example of you living your values, isn't it? That's all yeah. about collaboration. Definitely yes. about collaboration. And it's make, it makes me think about my next point, which is about community, um, which I want to talk about just before we finish. Yes. How important is community? I know you've got this mantra of it taking a village to raise a child, and I have exactly the same as one of mine as well. Yes. Um, and, it's, and I know that from experience. Um, as I said, I was a single mother, but I was a single, single mother. So no grandparents, no, you know, no extended family, which is a real challenge. Yeah. So I wonder, 
about how important is community and what and from your experience as a coach as a step parent as just a person living life um, how can we improve our communities you know what can we do to collaborate more and to connect more and to build these communities that replace I guess the extended families and those networks units that we used to have um, that we haven't had for a lot of people for a long time what can we do better I think it's being open. I think that's the key thing here. It's being open to other people's opinions and being open to other people's help and knowing that, you know, we're only bringing a small percentage to the table here based on what, how we've been brought up, you know, from our own experiences. So it, it really comes down to being open to other people, letting other people into your life. And because your, you know, your young adult can learn from, not only from you, but from everyone. And hence why I put this podcast together, because it's a platform where young adults can come to, to not just listen to their parents' point of view, but to listen to other people's point of view and come, you know, and come up with their own, you know, um, you know, values or um, ideas, um, because we're, you know, everyone's got their own unique quality, their own unique story and experience. And, you know, we've only can extract only so much from, you know, our parents. So as parents, I think we really need to be open to let our, our young adult listen to other, um, other people's stories. Yeah. Wonderful. Enough that advice, Carol. So what's next for you? What's next for the podcast? What can we look forward to uh, in the coming months? And where can people find out about you? Um, well, with the podcast, I'm sort of getting still, obviously getting guests on. I haven't got a theme at the moment. It's literally just getting guests on as and when I can, you know, and depending on what they want to talk about. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, so I've got, you know, a few guests coming on to talk about storytelling, about the power of words, which is not in, which is really important in, to, in today's society because, um, you know, everyone's a copywriter, everyone's a photographer, and it's making sure that we use our words really powerfully and effectively. So that, I'm really excited about that. So that should be, I've got one coming out um, actually this week and one next week. I've got two great guests to talk, talking about that. And um, yeah, with the podcast, I think I was saying earlier, I just, you know, it's, it's making an impact. And I'm just looking forward to the day where it just gets bigger and bigger. You know, I, I would love it to reach a million people, you know, but <laughs> we all. yeah, I would love that. But, you know, it just brings me joy, Carla, knowing that, you know, there's a percentage of people that are out there listening to it and getting value out of it. Yeah. getting value out of it and my coaching as well again is just you know being able to help parents and children to reach their full potential to reconnect or rebuild or to maintain their relationship um, as adults or um, as children and for them to for it to get stronger and tr- stronger you know and I'm, I'm really excited about that just being there to support um, those who would like my support yeah awesome awesome i love that well thank you very much for no, joining me thank today you. carol thank you you're more than welcome it's been a, it's been a yeah it's been great i've loved i've loved every minute of it
Yeah, me too. Me too. Thank you for all your insights and for everything that you shared with us. You're welcome. You're welcome. And then you look after you. Take care and I'll see you soon. I hope you enjoyed listening to that and got some value out of it. Now do check out Carla's podcast, Wonder and Wellbeing. She has an array of great interviews related to the important role holistic wellbeing plays in education. And remember to check out my link in my bio, which has all my social media links. And if you're looking for a mentor or transformational coach, email me. I'll be more than happy to support you. So until next week, uh, thank you again for tuning in. Keep learning, live fearlessly, practice gratitude and love unconditionally. This is Carol Oakley. Peace and love to you all.